Welcome to 20 Minute Fitness, your health and fitness science and technology podcast of your choice. 2020 certainly hasn't been easy for anyone. The ongoing pandemic has increased feelings of loneliness, depression, and anxiety. And according to a recent survey by the Commonwealth Fund, one third of U.S. adults reported experiencing stress, anxiety, and great sadness that was difficult to cope with by themselves. Now, with video calls having replaced much of our in-person interactions, remote therapy or teletherapy is having its moment this year, and it is likely here to stay. In fact, peer-reviewed studies have shown that teletherapy can be just as effective as in-person therapy for treating PTSD, anxiety, and depression. I'm Martin Kessler, and you're listening to 20 Minute Fitness. 20 Fit is brought to you by ShapeScale, your personal 3D body scanner that visualizes your body composition in photorealistic 3D. Today's guest is Kendall Bird, founder of the Santa Monica-based teletherapy startup Frame. Frame is definitely the new kid on the block, so stay tuned to learn more about how Frame is different from its competition and how therapy could be eventually harnessed by every American for self-improvement and self-care. On to the show. Hey, Kendall. Thank you for coming onto the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's certainly been a well, crazy period of time right now. At the time of this recording, we're not only facing a pandemic, but also simultaneously a heat wave and wildfires here in California. One could say it is a little bit much right now, and it is a little surprising that we're feeling a little bit more stressed and anxious than usual. I'm saying all this because we couldn't have found a better time to record this podcast about teletherapy and your business Frame. Maybe you can tell us what Frame is all about. Yeah, so I am the co-founder and CEO of Frame, a mental wellness platform that makes it easier to connect with therapists in different ways, both in person and digitally. We actually、mm -hmm. offer two core services on our platform. The first one is for people who I've never been to therapy and just want to learn a little bit more about it. And for them, we offer our digital discussions, which are live stream conversations between licensed therapists and volunteer participants that you can watch anonymously from the comfort of your own home. Oh, so so it's like a webinar, or how how should I imagine it? So basically, what we do is we wanted to create a way for people to see what happens in an actual therapy session.、Mm -hmm. So it's a completely free product. It's available to everyone in the country. And these conversations mirror what a real therapy session would be like in real life. So we've onboarded and trained licensed therapists from all over in the country. They we pick different topics, and then we bring on volunteer participants. These are real people who share their real problems on camera, and you can listen in. We actually built a custom platform so that you can actually、um, watch. Live and there's interactive、mm -hmm. tools where you can submit questions and the therapist answers them for you at the end of the session. Or if you want to watch on your own time, we have a content library of the past recorded sessions. Wow, that's great! And like, just to give us an idea, what what sorts of topics are being discussed on there? <laughs> It's great you ask that because you know again. I really wanted to create a product that sort of educates people not only on what happens in therapy, the different types of therapists you can work with, but also about the different topic.、Hmm. And so we really try to pick topics that are relevant to what's going on right now. So obviously, we launched actually during COVID. We're a new startup. And obviously, it was a really hot topic right there to talk about working、right. from home, adjusting to life at COVID.、Mm. We actually did a lot of topics around、um, people who are losing their jobs during COVID. And now, you know, we shifted to the Black Lives Matter movement. We had we did a series on racial trauma and how it's affected different people from different perspectives. And now we've been really focusing re of recently on burnout and how people are really sort of just feeling so fatigued and down about the current situation in the world and how you identify burnout. And how you deal with that? 
Right. Yeah, I can totally imagine that with many of us actually working from home right now and not taking any vacation. Burnout is on the horizon for many of us. Exactly. And then we actually have a second service on our platform. So for those that are ready to talk with a therapist one-on-one, we have a therapy matching service. And we actually will match you to a therapist based on your personal needs. So you and you come onto our platform, you answer 10 questions. We give you six options of therapist matches. We facilitate free intro calls so you can call a couple and get a sense for who Mm. you think you connect with best. And then you schedule through our platform, you do the video session through our platform and you pay through our platform. So it's a one-stop shop for therapy. And how how does like your matching algorithm match me? I mean, like what, what, what do I give you like through those 10 questions and how does that look actually on the therapist end? Yeah. So we've spent a lot of time building out the matching algorithm. My co-founder Sage Grazer is a licensed therapist. So that really helped. But while we were building the product, we actually brought in about 10 to 20 therapists and we interviewed them and we got a better sense for how they screen for clients in real life. And we use those inputs to help build our algorithm. But I think another important factor of this is that, you know, algorithms can't fully predict chemistry. So just like a dating app, you go on multiple dates before you find your soulmate. And so we really wanted to create that experience as well. We're not going to just pick the therapist for you. So we're really focused on getting the right types of therapists in front of you. And then we want to empower our users to pick the therapist. And we're getting a lot of anecdotal feedback that are saying, you know, I've actually called three or four of the therapists on the list. And this one happened to be a college athlete. And so was I, and we really connected on that. And those are just things that you're not going to get in an intake form um, that Mm. will come out organically when you're having these conversations. Yeah, because it's really hard to judge a therapist just, you know, based on his profile and resume, right? So I I can totally, you know, imagine that, you know, approach to kind of date a few therapists to find, you know, the right fit for me. Exactly. And it's really about, you know, therapy is different than other doctors. You know, when you're getting surgery, you kind of want to know where did this doctor go to school and how many (laughs) surgeries have they done? When it comes to therapists, it's really about who do you feel most comfortable talking to? I honestly couldn't even tell you where my therapist got her master's program. And, you know, I've been to some of the most you know, world-renowned therapists. I've waited six months to see them and you don't necessarily click with them. So it's really just about that. There is that sort of live interaction that you can that you can only feel for when you're talking to them yourself. Right. Is, is there like anything that, that one should look out for? Like anything that, you know, our listeners should be aware of when picking a therapist? Yeah, we try to guide them through that experience during the matching process as well. So we ask you questions. Some of the questions we ask you are like your communication style. So, you know, do you prepare prefer a player coach relationship? Do you like direct feedback? Do you want someone to sort of be quiet the whole time and you talk? Do you like when they give you advice? These are all things we sort of coach you through in the intake process to sort of help us understand the right style of therapist for you. And then we really, you know, we want you to sort of look out for things like what type of questions they ask you on the phone. How do they make you feel? Are you feeling comfortable? Like I know your first therapy session can be so scary mm-hmm. for people because I think they're just worried about like, what's going to happen? What are they going to say to me? And so you really want someone that's going to make you feel comfortable. Yeah, actually. And one of the articles that I read about Frame, I read that one of the goals of, of Frame is actually to popularize and destigmatize therapy. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yes. So that's something that I feel really passionate about. Uh, One in five Americans are aware that they need some sort of mental health resource and are not getting that help. So that means there's a lot of people right now that 
are aware they're stressed. They know that there's something going on. They know they want to change something in their life, but they're just not reaching out for that help. And I really think it's because there's an education gap and a cultural stigma about get of therapy. They're just like, I'm not sure what happens in this session. I don't know why this relates to my life. Um, So again, we really wanted to create this product, this digital discussions, which is completely free as an education tool to help people and and really understand, you know, how therapy can fit into your life and what's relevant to you going on. And what would you actually recommend a person that is really struggling right now, maybe almost screaming for help, but not quite yet ready to seek professional help because of that stigma? I would say check out one of our discussions. We, um, I mean, that's definitely one way I would, you know, try to talk to a friend, but I think, you know, the best thing is to sort of explore your options. And if it's not therapy, maybe it's meditation, Mm. maybe it's a self-help book, maybe it's a podcast, but I do think, you know, that we design these discussions to be completely anonymous where you're watching someone else go through the process. So I'll give you an example. We did one on burnout for parents. And this mother was telling us about how she has this whole new dynamic where she feels like people at work are judging her because they can see like her kids screaming in the background while she's doing her Zooms. And it's like this whole identity that she never wanted to be visible, that now all these work people are seeing into her life. And we have, you know, we've been sending that, this recording out to other companies, other HR departments, and people are responding saying like, oh my God, that's exactly what I'm going through. So sometimes if it feels overwhelming and you're like, I don't want to go talk to someone right now, just hearing someone else go through the same issues as you is a really great starting point into your own mental health exploration. Right. And how would you then define your your core audience? Is it different from some of, um, you know, those that go to a regular therapist and for in person? Or is it different from, you know, some of the other startups that are on the landscape? Yeah. So, I mean, originally we, so again, we started the company in June of 2019 and the pro- the product was built to be a hybrid. So we wanted people to match with therapists in person. And then if you wanted to do video sessions, you could, I know a lot of people travel for work and it's not always realistic. Also, we launched the product. The matching is actually only available in Los Angeles right now. We're still in beta just to throw that out there. And we also built it realizing that traffic is a big issue in LA. Obviously during COVID, it completely switched to telehealth, which is a really interesting dynamic for both clients and therapists. But in terms of who we're targeting, you know, originally we thought, oh, this is a platform for millennials. And since then, I mean, we've had such a wide range of people on the platform of all different ages. So I think we sort of redefined our target audience as personal growth seekers. And it's not just people that are like, I know that I want to talk to someone I've been dying to find a therapist. I'm talking about one step above that of someone that's like, I've tried Headspace. I, I belong to a gym. I've, I've tested out acupuncture. I'm really something, I need to change something in my life and I'm not sure what it is. And they've never thought about therapy as one of the cards in their wellness playbook. Those are the people we're really going after to say, Hey, have you ever thought about therapy as a way to be better at your job as a way to be a better father? Um, and that's really who we're trying to convince and educate about therapy as an amazing tool to help you be the best version of yourself. And it almost sounds like, like life coaching, right? Like really self-improving and, and taking care of yourself and finding, you know, maybe the, the thing that you didn't know about yet yeah, that you could, you know, do differently in your life. I think that's exactly, I think people don't realize that. I mean, a lot of therapy is supposed to be working through your life. It's not just about people who are severely depressed or suicidal. You know, 
my therapist helped me negotiate a $30,000 raise at my last company. And when I tell people that they're like, I had no idea a therapist could help you <laughs> with your job. She helped me decide what college to go to. When I was in high school, she helped me with my confidence. Like there's so many things that a therapist can help with that go beyond what everyone thinks, which again is really tying into this whole stigma. I think we're really still working mm. with generational stigma where our parents sort of all ingrained in us that therapy is only for people who are really seriously needed and you know there's a they have a disease or something like that. Right. Because in a way we all have something that we would like to change, something that could need improvement, right? So in in a way every American could potentially need therapy. Exactly. I mean, I think another great thing about therapy that I love to sort of promote is that it also helps you understand what makes you tick and what your triggers are. So everyone's anxiety manifests in different ways. And it's helped me realize what are the things that are I'm more prone to cause me to get anxious so that I could potentially avoid it or get prepared. It's also helped me with understanding which environments I work best in. Mm. So for example, I've worked at Google before and I don't, I'm not operating as my best self when I'm at a huge company. I sort of, sort of start to feel lost and sort of like shrink up and I'm not the best version of myself. And these are all things you can explore in therapy. This episode of 20 Minute Fitness is brought to you by Fastic, the app that stands for health and holistic well-being and brings intermittent fasting to everyone. The team behind Fastic has over 25 years of experience with intermittent fasting. IF is currently one of the most popular health and fitness trends worldwide. This is of course not a surprise as fasting is considered to be a better and healthier alternative to dieting. Intermittent fasting cannot only help you in reaching your weight loss goals, but it also comes with numerous other health benefits such as reducing insulin resistance, lowering risk risk of heart diseases, increased longevity, and a lot more. That being said, IF is not for everyone, so you should consult your doctor before starting it. But if you decide to give IF a try, Fastic is the app for you. Fastic will help you educate and guide you on your journey of IF and towards your fitness goals. I've been fasting for a long time myself, and I typically swing between a circadian and a 16 to 8 fast, and Fastic makes it super easy to track and remind me of my own fasting periods. And unlike many other fasting apps, Fastic supports adding your friends as fasting buddies so you can keep Keep each other accountable. Download Fastic for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Fastic to bring healthy fasting to everyone. Now, I know that one of the obstacles towards teletherapy has been insurance coverage in the past. Has COVID-19 changed any of this? I mean, I it's interesting. I do think that the insurance companies are finally starting to pay more attention and be more flexible with allowing more therapists into their insurance panels, which is an exciting movement in the right direction. Um, I think in general, insurance is very tricky with therapy. Most of the therapists in the country running private practice don't accept insurance. And so what we try to do on our platform is to create uh, flexibility in their ranges. So, you know, all the therapists on frame really are flexible and try to understand. So no rate is the same. I've seen therapists that say their rate is $100 an hour and then I see it in Stripe right. and they're charging $50 an hour. So they really try to work with people. And, and a lot of them do take insurance, but it's just hard 
not because it's the therapist's fault, but it's just really, there's a lot of um, red tape when it comes to getting accepted by insurance, making sure your claim is accepted. There's a lot of sticky area there. And how does it work on, on the frame platform then? Let's say I have, you know, matched with a therapist, like do I already know, like how much it's going to cost me or do I have to negotiate a rate? So what, um, first of all, we ask you what, you know, you're willing to spend on therapy. I think another thing we're dealing with is people just don't understand what they're paying for. So a lot of times there's this confusion there. You know, what you're not realizing then is you're not just paying for the 45 minutes in the chair. They spend hours taking notes and strategizing on how they can help you through the next session. They consult colleagues. So there's a lot of work that goes into these sessions. But the way that the pricing works on Frame is that we ask all the therapists to give their normal rate for the hours that are hardest to fill. So typically before COVID, that was between five and seven because people usually want to go after work. And then we ask them to offer a flex rate. And that's like the times that are really low traffic, low volume for the therapist. So for example, if a therapist is like, I usually never, no one ever wants to come in at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. So I'm willing to give $50 off for that. And that way we start a conversation between the therapist and the patient to have have a healthy dialogue around a price that will work for everyone. Right. And um, do you limit yourself mostly to, well, in-person or video conferencing to to work with your therapist? Or do you also offer like another way to engage with them? I know like some of the startups offer like to text with a therapist. So I, you're absolutely allowed to text your therapist on frame. We actually don't prohibit. I know other platforms, you don't really get to like communicate with them off the app. You're free to exchange phone numbers, call them, meet them in person. I don't, I, I personally text with my therapist because I've been seeing her for six years, but we don't do sessions in text therapy. I do really believe in the fundamentals of in-person or video because there's so much of communication that is nonverbal and it's, it has to do with the tone of your voice and it has to do with the hand gestures. For right. My therapist always knows when I'm stressed, when I, I cross my arms and when it's like, how's your day? And you're like, it's great. Or it could be like, it's great. And it's a completely different conversation starter. So we really believe that there needs to be that for at least the bare minimum verbal so you can hear them. Right. Now, now, the pandemic has certainly put, you know, virtual therapy on the map in a big kind of way. But do you see any downsides compared to in-person therapy um, going through just video? I definitely would love my dream for America is that we get, eventually get back to a place where there are people going in person. But I, I think I'm such a pro of telehealth, too. So for me, the beauty of in-person is that there is something very powerful about having a safe space where you can just talk freely. I've done both telehealth and in person and it just feels different. And a lot of people, you live in apartments, your family members, your husband, your wife is sitting in the room next to you and it just doesn't feel as confidential as if you're going in person. So that is the pro of in-person. The pro of telehealth is that before COVID, most therapists were not comfortable doing telehealth video services. And now they've all been forced to adapt and accept it. And we are now going to give so many more people access to therapists that didn't have it before. 
51% of American counties do not have access to one therapist. So now we are, I think there's going to be a whole revolution for the mental health space in the next couple of years. Now that all these therapists are doing video sessions and are going to be able to reach people they never did before. Right. And, and I feel like it's also democratizing access to therapists, right? Because before you were limited to the ones that are like in your area and depending on how that looked for you, you may have been excluded just on, uh, you know, like the, the cost alone. But now through telehealth, you definitely have many more options. Absolutely. There's more options. There's less reasons to get out of it. Like I would always be like, oh, there's too much traffic. I can't go today. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's definitely way more convenient as well. Yeah, exactly. So so what is like your own personal story? You mentioned you worked for Google and I know you also worked for Snap before actually starting Frame. How did that look for you? Yeah, so I've, um, on a professional note, I've been in, I've worked in te the tech space my whole career in product marketing and growth marketing roles. I've always been passionate about technology and brands and the intersection of both. I On a personal note, I've been in therapy. I've had the privilege of being in therapy since I was 15. I'm very lucky that my family, my parents encouraged me to prioritize my mental health through therapy at a young age. I never thought about it from a professional career. I just was a big fan of it. It helped me in so many different ways. And I think I was actually in New York living. I was working at YouTube and I got a job offer to come work at Snapchat pre-IPO. I moved back to LA, which is where I'm from. And it was pre-IPO. It was super stressful. I was doing a long distance relationship relationship. And I was like, I need to talk to someone. So I started looking for a therapist. The experience was so frustrating. I looked on the insurance website and I just didn't know who to pick. There were just names on a paper. I looked on <laughs> Yelp and I was like, there's like 1200 options here. And I don't understand what all these, you know, different credentials mean and who I should be working with. I asked friends and they're super awkward because they don't want you to know they're also seeing a therapist. Um, and it was just, it took me eight months. I spent over a thousand dollars and that actually led me to reconnect with my childhood best friend, Sage. We grew up next door to each other who, and she had actually become a licensed therapist. And she is now my co-founder. And we just started talking and she started telling me all the difficulties that therapists have on their side. It's really hard to find clients. It's really hard to build out their private practice. And it just kind of took off from there. We decided that we were the right team of tech and entrepreneurial experience and expertise in the clinical sense to start this company. Awesome. Well, and, and now that you have launched the business, like where do you see yourself going in the next you know, year or two? Yeah, I mean, we're really focused on um, ramping up and scaling so that we can get to more cities and reach more people. You know, the vision for Frame is to really educate a much larger audience of people as to how therapy can help them. And we want to do that through providing specific examples of how therapy works for different types of people. So I think, you know, for us, we're just really focused on getting more people to try it, making it more accessible and easier to navigate. Um, yeah, finally, I, I think it would be definitely extremely helpful to our audience uh, if you could perhaps share, you know, a few tips, you know, with the current climate, you know, mental health has been ever become more prevalent. So how, how do does one best take care of one's own mental health? Is there like anything that one could do besides, well, seeing a therapist, of course? Yeah, no, I, there's definitely a lots of other things. I think it's so interesting just always being at home now. 
I've definitely experienced burnout. I actually attended one of our digital discussions and didn't realize I was experiencing burnout until I watched the video. But I think some of the things I've learned even from the therapists we work with over the last three months is that one, I would say limit the news. It's okay to not be like fully caught up on everything. But right now in today's media landscape, they they are trying to get dramatic clickbait titles and it can really mess with your mental health if you're checking in every day and reading all of this scary, insane stuff that's happening in the world. I would say the other, my other piece of advice that I learned from my co-founder who is a therapist is there, there's such an important aspect of your mental health that has to do with movement getting up, going for a walk, trying to find something. Um, your body needs to get up and move. And that really does directly correlate to your mental health. My Actually, my co-founder is obsessed and really good at jujitsu. And mm-hmm. she finds that as like an amazing release. Also mentally, you know, to get when she's tired from the day and feeling burnt out. For me, I just took up surfing lessons. So I think it's really important to sort of find a hobby that involves movement. Got it. And um, yeah, if our listeners uh, want to, you know, look for more resources, like do you have uh, with with Frame any specific resources that could help people through this difficult time? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Not to push this again, but I would definitely check out our um, our digital discussions. They're completely free. We have a lot of relevant topics. There's a lot of amazing podcasts out right now that I think are sort of covering this whole pandemic in a really interesting way. I'm really kind of obsessed with this new, not a new concept, but of mindfulness. I didn't really fully understand it. It's not the same thing as meditating, but practicing, you know, there's a lot of great resources out there about what what mindfulness is. And it's really been a huge help to me and my own mental health, um, especially right now. But yeah, I think just sort of explore resources out there that, you know, you can easily get a hold of, you know, that don't require you to be in person. Got it. And how can they find Frame? Like, do they have to download an app or do they have to go to your website? So it's it's all a website. You can go to tryframe.com and from there you can access the digital discussions or if you're in California, you can match with a therapist. They're predominantly mostly in LA, but to the point of telehealth, you can actually talk to them from anywhere in California. And but you have to be in California. Yeah. I, you do because it is a federal law where you can only practice in the state. You can only see clients in the state you're licensed. It's kind of like being like how lawyers or real estate agents have to get licenses in different states. Damn. Yeah. So that um, is something that is applicable to every therapist across the country. Well, good thing that 20% of our listeners do actually hail from California. So that's good. Lovely. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. Is there like anything else that you would like to share with our audience today, Kendall? No, I think I've, I think I've covered everything. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we covered a lot of ground today. Well, thank you so much for having come onto the show, Kendall. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. There you have it. Kendall Bird from Frame. I, as a long sworn self-improver, certainly love the concept of looking at therapy as not just necessarily digging through deep-seated mental issues and traumatic experiences such as suicidal thoughts and PTSD, but also as a format that can allow for some soul-searching, you know, like to perhaps getting to know yourself a little bit better, to understand how you work and interact with people and how you could potentially improve yourself from there. We all have issues of some sort, I believe. At least I haven't met anyone that is 100% content with their life. Frame's digital discussions are also worth checking out if you're not quite ready for a one-on-one session with a therapist. They are completely free and cover dozens of topics such as dealing with grief, navigating relationships, and working on your own self-esteem. Again, 
You can find them online on their website at tryframe.com. As usual, you can find everything we talked about today on our show notes at 20minute.fitness. Anyways, what do you think about therapy? Let us know on Instagram or Twitter. You can find us at Shape20Fit. And you can also find me personally at Kessler.io. You know how they say, stay safe and sane. This is Martin Kessler from San Francisco. And you've been listening to 20 Minute Fitness. Mm-hmm.